Here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Get out, get out, you can't be in here. Don't listen to anything she says. She's a holographic representation of the Red Queen. You have to get out. Modeled after the head programmer's daughter. She'll try to deceive us. I wouldn't advise this. Disabling me will result in loss of primary power. Say anything to stop us from shutting her down. I implore you. Implore away. Please. Please. You're all going to die down here. Hey everybody, welcome to Press X to Reload, where we go into each film hoping for the best, hoping for it to represent games as true as possible and give us those little Easter eggs, but more importantly, give us a story and character and growth and all the things that people claim video games don't have. And I feel like sometimes we get that. I am Nick <laughs> Moore, and with me are Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Wayne? <sighs> oh, God. He's already died. It's too late. He's turned. <laughs> Mark, can you save us? Yeah, I think I can because I think I might. I enjoy this movie, so excellent. I'm here for it. <laughs> so today we are looking at Resident Evil from 2002, starring Mila Jovovich, and it's based in loose, very loose, almost falling off at the sides, loose quotation marks <laughs> off of the video game series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has zombies. I suppose that makes it based on it enough. Other than that, it takes some pretty huge liberties with the property in my opinion but we'll get into it wayne you are not just a horror fan but a huge risen evil fan what was it like returning to this film is it worth it you know um resident evil isn't a bad movie but it is a bad resident evil movie if that makes sense i agree <laughs> um it's it, on both counts <laughs> yeah like it it's an entertaining movie it's kind of like your low budget aliens meets evil dead so what can really go wrong when you mix those two together maybe even a bit of doom in there with sure. the quality of the film but it in no way reminds me of what the original what this is supposed to be based on is supposed to be like and this should be more of a horror movie not like rocking music and everything like that this should be solely in in the mansion straight up horror film leading into the city sequel and uh that doesn't deliver but i can't deny i'm entertained with it it makes me laugh it's it's a popcorn flick so it it's a 50 50 there for me on that one like i said it's a good movie it's it's a good resident evil is a good movie not a good resident evil movie <laughs> that is so true to me mark how about you yeah i kind of i i do agree i there there are moments in the movie it's really uh I don't know, suffering for like multiple personality disorder. Cause there, there are moments where tension's good. It looks like it's going for the horror vibe and it, it sometimes achieves it uh, mm -hmm. in the beginning. And then there are moments where they're like, no, this is going to be like aliens. And then it's like, 
over the top. So it's going to be a, a corny cheap aliens and it kind of pulls you out of it. And then there's a point basically when they screw themselves and turn off the red queen where it's just, it, it never really goes for the horror vibe again. It's just kind of a weirdly over the top action slow-mo with her running up walls and channeling Trinity from the matrix and just doing a bunch of weird shit. At the end of the day, it's still entertaining, but it had a really cool vibe. Like right in the beginning when she steps outside for the first time, that's like a, a genuinely creepy vibe. You don't know what's going on. Right. She doesn't know what's going on. You're able to easily put yourself in her, her shoes and it's creepy as hell. That shot of like the veranda, like panning away from her as the leaves are all blowing. You're like, oh my God, what's happening? Nothing. And then uh, it, it's even a little jump scare and then it kind of gets into over the top. And uh, if they picked one or the other, it might have been great, but they picked both. And so it was, it's still fun, but okay. I agree. So it has the same problem that I have with Doom, where they can't figure out what movie they're trying to make. Agreed. They can't tell if they want to go for a suspenseful horror film, you know, like I would expect kind of, at least out of the earlier games, or if they're trying to go much more heavy on action, which is, to be fair to them, kind of the direction the Resident Evil games started to take. Mm -hmm. Your Resident Evil 2 is a little bit more action than 1. Resident Evil 3 is almost a straight-up action game compared to a horror game. So, in all cases, they are drawing in terms of tone from those games. But the film's plot itself is bizarrely <laughs> far off from anything that the games have yeah. to offer. Uh, yeah. But we start off with a narration by Jason Isaacs, apparently. I forgot he was uh, in it. Who is playing There's William Birkin, even though you barely see him in you this. And the narration tells you everything about Umbrella Corporation, who sounds like an evil pharmaceutical version of Google who seems to run the earth and unbeknownst to everyone else, they're doing all sorts of military contracting and biological engineering. And then you have an entire scene with a bunch of people working in an office as someone steals what we later learn is the T virus. And as soon as the red queen, which is the AI in this film, as soon as it realizes that the group of people in that building has become infected because the T virus has been broken open it sets out to murder everyone to stop the virus from getting out. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But does the Red Queen not seem overly sadistic in how she carries out this task? Agreed. The yeah. the elevator is pure murder. Not <laughs> that's not just yes, letting them yes. die or locking them in and letting yes. them die. That's that's no. I'm gonna murder this person. It's the back and forth of the elevator. <laughs> yeah, like, it seems like, why didn't she just drop it? She dropped the other one. Why didn't she just drop that one? Right. But the other thing I guess I'm perplexed by, and again, the movie does this repeatedly. So looking at the guy's plan here. <laughs> so his plan was to steal the virus. Cool. And sell it on the black market. I'm okay with that. He's got enough savvy and skill to get in there steal it and as far as i could tell be completely not caught he steals it completely um cleanly no one knows he's taken it then he decides to throw and break the vial which i don't know why he chose to do that and i also don't he didn't seem to be aware of her defense mechanisms because it catches him and he was surprised by that so i truly don't know his motivation for breaking the vial and then I really don't know why he's not infected because mm -hmm. he walks 
Like they do that panning shot where the virus is going into the vent. They show a guy walking by the vent and then later he bumps into that guy. So he's in close proximity <laughs> to the virus. Right. And what's weird is like when he bumps into that guy, like is the exit to that place right there? Right there? Because like, I don't know. <laughs> he escapes. I don't know. But then seconds later, everybody else dies. Like that same guy yeah. he bumped into has is taking an elevator and doesn't finish that elevator ride. <laughs> no. But he got out. Right. I don't know how he escapes because the other elevator, no. when they get into that first one, the other elevator drops and plummets to its death. They sound like a roller coaster. But, but they I, sound think like they're that's having the, fun. I think that room where they're waiting for the elevator is the entrance to the hive because – when they come into the hive, the first room they see is the the foyer where the elevators are. <laughs> right. But why do they even have an elevator that they're all heading to since it says that they work and live inside Unless the elevator's hive. going home. They're going home, <laughs> like up to their apartment, down no to their apartment. I guess. Whatever. I have no idea. This is one of those movies where I feel like Paul Anderson already had a movie written, couldn't get to go, sold yeah. it as a Resident Evil film, and then went back and edited certain scenes to add in Resident Evil elements <laughs> so that he could make his movie. Yeah, I could buy that. I would buy that. I would totally buy that. Now, that's not to say that the opening isn't without its fun moments. I question the logic of Evil Red Queen that seems to be kind of sadistic in how she's doing things. Yeah. But if you just go with the fact of they did program her to be a bit evil, the idea of locking people into one of the research rooms and then just flooding the sprinklers until they're going to drown, and that one guy gets the bright idea of, I'm going to grab the axe, and he goes running at the Mm -hmm. glass window and swings the axe as hard as he can, and a little tiny chip of glass (laughs) pounces out of it. I keep trying. (laughs) It's kind of awesome. (laughs) So that also is one of those moments where I was confused because I was like, oh, so he's making a dent. And the the water at that point, I don't even know if it was knee high. So I was like, oh, okay. He can at they least time to punch enough that. holes yeah. in that. Yeah. To weaken it. Even if he doesn't break it entirely, he could punch enough holes in it so that it wouldn't fill. Well, later on, you see there's like five holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but I guess still, he just got tired. But it's still full. And I'm like. Is there really he was still like, hanging on to it when we see him later? Training, like, well, what is going on? He was still hanging on to the yeah. axe. So uh, I don't know. The Red Queen murders everyone, and then you move on to Mila Jovovich, Alice, who wakes up inside the shower in the gigantic mansion, which has nothing. To and do with as that. you said, has no idea who she is, why she's there. It almost has more of a Silent Hill vibe in the sense of this psychological terror and this amnesia because those games draw heavily off of that. And of course they use the shower because Mila Jovovich has to be naked and seems everything. to be naked a lot. I mean, good for you. If you got it, rock it. Yeah, it's pretty consistent. But she throws on that dress and finds mm-hmm. the guns in the drawer that they never get to use. <laughs> yeah. That are locked yeah. behind a passcode. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's to show that she was again, spoilers for those who listen to us that she was actually there on assignment and she's supposed to be working. Is that with or against umbrella? I wasn't entirely well, her, sure. She's got her cover is with, but she was working against. So I don't know how so she, who is she working with. Is she stars? Well, that girl, that girl, she ends up working right. with that girl. Um, who's but who actually they only there? For? Well, that was the sister of the guy. I don't know. Cause he's only, she's only there because of the brother. So like, I don't know who the brother's working for. Right. And I don't know why they don't explain why Mila Jovovich's character, who's clearly like Umbrella has invested in her. They've invested in her training. They've invested mm. in her cover. 
and they've chosen her for a specific assignment, I don't know why she's decided to go against them. It doesn't explain it. I have no answer for it. In the shower. No. But either way, I don't think they asked that question, <laughs> so they didn't need to answer it. <laughs> and why does the Red Queen knock out the people up in the mansion, but murder everyone down below? I guess they're not infected because they're not down there, but why knock them out and give them... Yeah, why knock them amnesia? out at all? Like, yeah. I don't... Why not just have a little red siren that says, hey, we're in lockdown, you can't come in here. Why knock them right? out Which yeah. is odd, but then you have the special forces team come busting in, and that's not even a huge deal, because in the original game, it's a special forces team answering some kind of like distress call at the evil risen evil mansion so that's fine they show up and they grab her and i do like the small video game touch of when they grab the badge off of the cop that she runs into inside the mansion before they come busting through the windows when it pulls up on their screen it's the spinning inventory icon of the cop badge (laughs) like the resident (laughs) evil inventory screen yeah that's a cool little touch i like that that's pretty cool and then they all start heading down to the hive so that the leader of that special forces group can give all of his exposition powers to Mila Jovovich and explain everything. This movie does not trust the audience in the slightest. No. Explains exactly what they're doing, exactly what the Red Queen is. A little bit of mystery might have gone a long way. The Red Queen would be really, really freaky if you get down there and that hologram of a what, 10, 12-year-old girl just shows up and starts telling them to get out? That would have been scarier than him explaining what it is before you get down there. But the Mm -hmm. movie does assume that we're all kind of brain damaged. And it's funny because the entire game takes place in the mansion, which keeps it that creepy, close-quarter awesomeness to it. But Mm -hmm. the mansion in this is completely pointless. It makes no sense. With all this technology they built with the hive, we're just going to run a train, what, 15 miles out of the city to this thing? And call it the mansion. We'll call it the Resident yeah, Mansion yeah. when all we're doing is just using a train to take it back into town. It makes zero sense to me. Yeah, yeah. it was very weird. Most yeah, of the movie takes place under <laughs> Raccoon City. Yeah, yeah, you didn't need the mansion. You could have said yeah. some, you know, a code to get into this building takes you underneath, you know. Yeah. It could have been a shack. Yeah. It's a, it's a real weird thing. <laughs> Which is odd. But ignoring the strangeness of those choices you do get to one of my favorite scenes in the film and i i wish that the previews hadn't ruined it but you watch any trailer and they show it coming the laser room oh yeah oh yeah the laser room is such pure overkill the fact that they're like okay we'll go through this one shiny lit up corridor to try and get down to where the the hive is and it starts pulling up lasers that will just cut right through you and cauterize the wound and it's killing what half of the team that went through yeah four four the 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 one guy who sees it coming low yeah three for sure oh yeah Yeah. goes to jump up so that it'll miss him and it just goes up with him and cuts him in half anyway (laughs) that was great (laughs) but the one where the one part about that that's so weird is it has the ability to do a grid so you can't avoid it and that's his third attack like, I'm like, why why, why wouldn't you always just start with the grid? There's nowhere to go. Again, it seems like the Red Queen is a sadistic computer yeah. program. Agreed. Yeah. Right? It it seems yeah. like she's legitimately kind of evil. Well, she chooses not to tell them there's a cure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a choice. It's kind of a you didn't ask. Yeah. I didn't think it would work. <laughs> but there's a chance. <laughs> 
Yeah, like it, it's kind of funny that there's a cure. And again, I think the logic the Red Queen uses is after a certain period of time of exposure, it's too late. Right. But there's still a cure. So in all fairness, the Red Queen is actually correct on that one. I know she's Michelle right. Rodriguez gets bit and she says, I didn't bother telling you because I didn't think it would save her. They administer it. She turns anyway. So she was right. So the Red yeah. Queen was on point on that one. I'm oh, I'm going to side with her on that. I won't side with her on the whole, oh, am I going to drop the elevator? Nope. Nope. Yes. Nope. Oh, you're going to die. I'll, I'll go That's with the evil. note that they administered that cure way too late on Michelle Rodriguez. They did. <laughs> they did. Well, Poor Michelle and, Rodriguez contracted to die and everything. Yeah, yeah. But here's the, the weird back. the weird thing. Because, again, they don't really explain, at least in this, in this Resident Evil movie, because they've made so many of them, they don't really Seven. explain the virus at all. Because if everyone down there was infected, none of them have any symptoms. She kills them and turns them into zombies. Then they start biting people. Michelle Rodriguez gets bit, I counted, a minimum of three times. And it takes her <laughs> forever to turn. She does not turn for like an hour. So getting bit, for some reason in this movie, when you get bit by the zombies, it's just like, well, it's mostly an inconvenience. But like you could, you know, once you got your hands on the cure, you'd probably be okay. But in later installments of this, I feel like you're bit, you're screwed. Like that's it. It's like seconds, I feel like, later on. It follows Walking Dead kind of logic of the bite will turn you when we say it turns yeah. you. And that might take days, that might take seconds, it's whenever it's convenient for the plot to screw you over. It's really, the second that all the other characters turn their back on you, that's when you turn into a zombie. Yeah. So just stare at someone indefinitely (laughs) and and they'll they'll never never really turn. Zombies are shy that way. That's the cure. Just eye contact. Zombies are like coming out in front of people, They, they wait till everybody turns. Stop looking at me. I want to turn Oh, into boy. Them. They're shy. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're the weeping angel zombies. If you see them, they can't turn. <laughs> but so you have that laser room. And I there's a lot of effects that I don't feel like hold up in the early 2000s. In this film in particular, the liquor is a little oh, man. shaky. Then. But I Ooh. think that the laser room actually holds up yeah, pretty no, well. I, I think that. it looks kind of cool, especially yeah, yeah. when it goes through the main dude. And it has that close up on his face and that grid of lasers goes through him. And you can see how the liquid bleeds out of one yeah. eye. Yeah. That's a really cool detail. I like yeah. that. Yeah. No, that, that's still like, right. Yeah, that's so still that like, kind of stuff passion. held up pretty well. And most of the effects, as far as I can tell in this, they chose to go practical and use a little bit of CG for things that they couldn't mm-hmm. do, like missing sections of like yeah. a zombie's face. And I appreciate that. It does, again, make the liquor stand out so badly. Yeah. Yeah, He's pretty rough. He looks on par with the cutscenes in the games, and they're PS1. Yeah, he's he's bad. But backing up a bit, when they're on their way to the laser room, and they finally get to the room where the the labs were flooded, like you said, just a couple water coming out from the holes he was managed to, uh, to hit with the axe. I love that they're looking at these flooded rooms and he's like, okay, you two go ahead and check out how bad the flooding is. And it's like, uh, you can't see the ceiling. (laughs) They're completely flooded. Why do you have to go check? And he's like, yeah, the compartments are flooded. It's like, yeah, you can see through the window. It's, it's an aquarium. (laughs) Though that scene has one of the better 
jump scares for the audience, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of jump scares earlier in the film where it's Early, yeah. making a character Early. jump, which I, yeah. I'm i not a huge fan of, ah, yeah. and it turns out it was the cat. Yeah. Mm. But one of the most effective jump scares is when they kind of hang on that one girl who's been drowned inside that research room. Mm. And just how fast she opens up her eyes after everyone's looked away and puts her hand on the glass. Mm. It's unnerving. And it's not like a a loud jump scare. She's fairly quiet. I mean, she's making no noise. But they don't even do, if I remember correctly, a loud musical to go with it. It's just wrong looking and it made me go huh and get kind of yeah. heebie-jeebies that was really cool and even to back up again with not a jump scare but something that i was like oh that'd be creepy or that'd be so disturbing when they're in the elevator and it's frozen and they hear the people screaming as the other elevator is going oh, yeah. yeah and I, I i turned to christina I'm yeah like, man that would be so disturbing to hear that <laughs> right there's a lot of cool moments in it especially in that first half before they shut down the red queen yeah. There's some yeah. solid horror vibes in this film. Yeah. And then they make the terrible decision to shut down the Red Queen. <laughs> yeah. What a bad idea. Yeah, that I've never. It's so funny watching characters screw themselves over. And then she tells them, like, you're all going to die down here. This is a bad idea. Don't turn me off. And I get that she's not exactly trustworthy, but she yet again, she is correct. Like, you don't turn me off it's worse if you turn me off the only thing holding all of the zombies and terrible things back from them were all of the locks on the doors and all of that kind of jazz and the second they shut her down everything releases they all get screwed by that stupid tech support guy that's with them it's all his fault was his name kaplan or something he's an idiot he got something three of his team members killed in laser alley and yeah he screws them he shuts her down yeah that's his fault too because he's like yeah it's all good uh the fences are shut down (laughs) right the laser thing's over the door i'm trying i'm trying so good and then he shuts it down just after it clears through the sergeant like it just oh, finishes yeah. going through him and shuts and that down is funny. then they want he is then they, useless they still want to go through that to to get to her to shut her down and i remember as they're going through laser alley yeah. i turned to christina and i'm just like why don't you jam the doors now at this point be like okay let's before we go into this after we've yeah. seen three people get obliterated why don't we jam open these doors so that if it starts again we can just run back out without the door closing run yeah never occurs to them to jam a door that's kind of they are an amazing team get that door to steal (laughs) amazing team but you have them going through the facility now that everything's shut down and we finally get zombies and I'm not trying to pick on this particular film it's really a gripe about all zombie films in general we're talking about zombies and we all seem to know the rules of them, what they look like, what they sound like. And it's almost like you have to believe that in every Hollywood film ever made, no one's ever heard of a zombie because the second they (laughs) see this scientist getting up in a research lab with biochemical, whatever engineering mentioned in military weapons, they can't comprehend the fact of shoot it in the head. Yeah. At all, it never occurs to them. Yeah. They fire off about five thousand rounds, and it's all in the chest or the I leg. Think you made a valid point, though. Every yeah. zombie film feels like in in their universe, 
The word zombie never existed before. Zombie movies never existed before. This is literally the first time anybody's even fathomed the thought of it. The only exception movie-wise is Zombieland, which is why it's amazing. Right. Well, it's funny. The only exceptions are comedies. Shaun of the Dead, Zombieland. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that go, yeah, yeah, we know what a zombie is and we know how to deal with it. But all of these ones, if they try and take it seriously, they have to pretend the characters don't know what the hell a zombie is. And it's just maddening. Yeah. Like, yeah, you play the wild. first Resident Evil, and the first thing I did was, okay, how do you aim for their head? Because it's coming at me. It's <laughs> yeah, a zombie. <laughs> yeah. And it's still not dropping. They should be able to make that connection. But they waste about, you know, three World Wars worth of bullets on these guys and get yeah. absolutely no work because they're shooting the chest. Evil dead kill. And they're trying to shoot it in the chest and oh, yeah. fly. 50 yards away <laughs> the max yeah. pain death of that one where she yeah. unloads the zone with the uzi and it's almost like the bullets are just pushing her and lifting her up it's into amazing. the air yeah like, it lifted yeah. her like a shotgun at point blank so and it's an uzi that's not how it works so yeah but it looked awesome it did it did maybe so that, it was very that's when they, that's, when they jump, that's basically yeah like that's basically where they just like they just jump the shark and I'm like, okay, whatever. We're having fun now. And for the rest of the movie, they're just, that's where it changes to action. All rules are out. It's just having fun. Like Mila Jovovich kills several zombies in hand to hand. And I'm assuming she's just punching them so hard. She's shattering their and brains dogs. because she doesn't like, doesn't break the brain. Like the one security guard, like half the time she just punches it. And it's like, it's dead. Like it's a zombie. Yeah. They get shot and they get right back up. You punched one and it was like down for the count for a while. I'm like, wow. Well, she snaps a bunch of necks and they do. But the Red Queen, the Red said Queen mentions that severing the spinal yeah. cord yeah. will do it. She did. No, say I'm that. talking so, about the security guard with the dogs. The security yeah, guard. Yeah, she the just dog, punches him. She just punches him and he goes down. Yeah. It's like, Same with the dogs. She just takes the dog He, he gets head. up, but he doesn't get up for a while. Yeah. Yeah, with that wicked like run up oh. and jump off the wall and kick it, the Street Fighter looking attack that that's like a finishing has no move place in this film, but boss. it's amazing. I'm sorry, can we talk about that? Can we talk about the dog scene for just a second? The dog scene's Where amazing. She walks out and there's like eighty dogs in front of her, and <laughs> there's then like she, nine seventy five. She starts she starts <laughs> shooting. And basically, the distance between her and the dogs is probably less than three feet. And they all start to run at the same time. And she slowly and deliberately goes bang, 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 side to side, shooting them all. In some of the shots, the dog is leaping right where the gun is. But when the cut's again, the dog's nowhere on camera. Like, its momentum should take it into her. I was laughing at that scene so hard. I'm going to say that Paul... Oh, my God. It was so good. I'm going to say that Paul Anderson's camera shot in there created an illusion that they were actually three feet away when in fact they were 40 feet away i'm gonna have to go with it they're about <laughs> 10 feet away there's like nine of them that's not a storyboard i'm going to assume that those dogs are following the rule of only one villain's allowed to attack the hero at a time and they're just running one at a time at her watch jean claude van johnson it gets explained in that yeah it's absolutely <laughs> it's, on my list. it's on the list plug for a completely different thing, you need to watch it. Yeah, it's on my list. But the fight with the dogs is a little ridiculous. I do like the look of the dogs. Yeah. Uh, though oh, if you look into the behind-the-scenes the behind the stuff, because they tried to go practical and cover the dogs with stuff, yeah. apparently they were having problems with the dogs just trying to eat the stuff that was on them. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt yeah. it. <laughs> Which is kind of sense. hilarious. 
that makes sense. So, I mean, anyone who's on set there, it would have looked like zombie dogs because they're just <laughs> eating themselves. the whole flesh or whatever off of each other, which is – that's something uh, that I feel like is missing from this film. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Have, yeah, left that in there. And actually speaking about that, because I always find it interesting to look at some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, if it can be believed – and again, they believe the online trivia or not, but supposedly all the minor cuts and bruises on Mila Jovovich are real. So like when she gets up all that bruising and stuff, apparently she, she was just whatever bruises she had from filming. That's legitimate, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, cool. I like oh, her uh, actually. She's no wonder it action, looks so good. I like her as an action star. Yeah, I do. Well, she's always willing to do her own stuff. Apparently there is only one thing in this entire movie that she wasn't allowed to do there was one jump off the pipes or whatnot uh in the sewer scene where they oh, use a stunt yeah, double because she's like swinging afraid she's... the sewer that has right. 500 mechanics that made zero sense <laughs> uh, yep when they're in the sewer i'm like where i don't are know all these guys coming from maybe one or two like mechanics down here or there's plumbers. so many so many <laughs> but not they don't follow them down right but apparently that's the only thing she didn't do herself. Everything else she did, you have to respect that. That's oh, yeah. that's pretty awesome, right? Because, I mean, a lot of the second half of the film is some pretty physically intensive stuff in terms of you know the running and punching and shooting and mm-hmm. all that kind of jazz that she's doing. So good for her. That's pretty wild. Her and mm-hmm. Tom Cruise should do a movie together and they can see who dies first. Oh, <laughs> that would actually be amazing. I'd watch yeah. it. I'd watch it yeah, at least twice. Sure. Right. So you have the the dogs, you have them trying to to get away. Michelle Rodriguez is slowly getting worse and worse. And as you said, she's bit several times. I do enjoy when she's up on top of the pipes and she's just holding out her one cut open hand and squeezing blood out of it down to the zombies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just out of spite, I guess. Yeah. We're feeding you like that, huh? You like it was, and it was weirdly sexual. Like you like that, huh? You like the way I taste. I was like, oh, that's, this is yeah. weird. Like it was a really <laughs> odd thing to throw in there. Yeah, but her character was kind of messed up from the beginning. Anyway, she seemed hyper aggressive. She, she was one every, in everyone's in face. Every other movie. <laughs> she played herself like Christopher Walken plays himself. I get that. Yeah. She has a a persona that she has on film. Yeah. But this is early enough in her career that at least at that point it was – it's still weird to see someone yeah. that aggressive all the time. Uh, yeah. Though apparently she – I don't know if you want to use the term lobbied for it, but told her agent, if there's ever a Resident Evil film, you get me in it. So she was down mm. for this thing from the beginning, which is kind of yeah, cool. That's cool. It's always nice to be when an actor isn't just doing it because, oh, you offered this part or, hey, I want a paycheck. Mm. She specifically wanted to be in part of – a Resident Evil film. Mila Jovovich apparently agreed to it because her brother's a huge fan of video games. She's like, well, this will be a cool thing for my brother. And then she got yeah. sucked into a seven film deal. Even Michelle so Rodriguez is back, I think in part three or whatever. She, yeah, yeah she I think like back. fourth or fifth, they find yeah, a way to bring her back. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Like uh, it's so yeah. far off from the games. It's not even close. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's crazy. But then you have. James Purefoy, who we haven't mentioned at all, and he's apparently her lover cover sort of thing that's in the mansion. Turns out he stole the virus, and he's an evil jerk, and he's just doing it for money. That's kind of a letdown in terms of motivations. I was hoping for more than that. Easy, I've always liked an easy the, write on the script, right? 
Yeah, I've always liked yeah. the insanity of the Umbrella Corporation and their stupid, we're going to somehow take over the world or profit off of unleashing deadly monsters on the population. Yeah. But in this case, he just wants to sell it to the highest bidder. Eh, fine, I guess. But then he gets destroyed by the liquor. Yeah, It says a lot for the Umbrella hiring practices because basically Mila Jovovich's character is against them and so is james purefoy because he's the they, the two hand-picked agents to defend yep. the entrance are, are both in to betray the company in different ways yeah they uh, they don't screen very well Hilarious. it seems they don't no apparently screen not. particularly no reference well. no reference or back check it's funny when you said he is torn apart by the liquor i feel like everything in here gives us the perception that when you get caught you're eaten and torn apart but every time we see somebody who's been eaten and torn apart, they've just got, they're a zombie, but they've got like little cuts and bruises. It's like, what do they, what do they do? Yeah. They just yeah. kind of yeah. pick at you for a little bit and then, oh, okay, we're good. You scratch it a little. Because <laughs> it's like the, the one guy yeah, in, the, they're not really in the sewer, they like jumped on him and you, it, like there's in a the loser, like, they're tearing him apart. And then later he's standing there with just a couple cuts and on him. It's like, uh, I thought you were yeah. like eaten. Yeah, he gets pulled into, uh, he gets pulled into the elevator, which is a very good question again. Because that was a good scene, though. The elevator pull was good. My question, though, was when I saw that, I was like, wait a minute. Don't they need a code to get into that thing? I, I'm, I was so confused as to what that, I, I guess I got lost. How all the zombies got in as to how the zombies got in. Clearly, they had the code because I thought they were making their way back to like an elevator. They had they were were using because it, it only required a code. I, I was I was kind of confused, but it was a good scene. But I was kind of confused. I was don't like, worry about the code. The zombies had the code, and I don't care because that's one of the uh-huh. only real horror moments that happen after everything turns into action. Having yeah. that elevator open up, and there is what? Like, no oh exaggeration, God. two dozen. Yeah. There's a good, like, yeah. 20 to 25 zombies in yeah. that it's room. Way over the way and they then. just suck him in <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like he's going down like a drain yeah. hole. He has yeah. no chance. And that yeah. camera shot from his perspective of them just coming down at you, that's yeah. legitimately unnerving. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I yeah. liked that. Yeah. Yeah, he I doesn't think go Walking Dead stole that later on with the, the revolving door scene they had in like the oh. sixth season or whatnot with yeah, the one kid. I remember that. Yeah, the one kid, yeah. So I feel like they stole a little from this, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a good scene. Go ahead and steal it. But you have the liquor gets caught on fire at one point because it's fighting them in the train. Oh, and they drop the floor. I love how they all mm-hmm. know how the train works so they can use all these mechanics against it. And then yeah. Michelle Rodriguez's turn, and that's how they open up the, the bottom of the train is shooting her body. So it hits the button. So many contrivances, but who cares? You've got your hard yeah. rock pounding in the background. Yeah. But a flaming liquor, I was a little disappointed because Resident Evil games always have a second or third form. I expected the liquor to come back after falling off the train, still on fire, and they have to fight it like that. <laughs> and you know, the only way to beat it is oh with the rocket God. launcher. Right. Yeah. Like the rocket launcher needs to fall down yeah. from somewhere. Use this, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was hoping for that. We didn't get it. But we did get ATs for Nemesis mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. cop dude who wasn't really a cop, and you've got the little tendrils coming out of that slash on his arm. Mm-hmm. I was so pumped when this movie first came out about the prospect of a sequel. You have, he gets taken off for the Nemesis Project. She wakes up in a hospital after being sedated by Umbrella's people. And when she comes out, the city is decimated. And she's got the shotgun in her hands. And it's zooming out over an apocalyptic-looking Raccoon City. 
if I didn't know where those films are going because I've seen them, I'd still be excited. <laughs> but I know where they go, and this is the best of all seven, in my opinion. This is the this best. No, it really good. is. It was funny right? watching it again because there was a bit of nostalgia about like, man, this series used to be really fun and and like good, and it it just so quickly deteriorated. Like really, from two it, on, it, it went places. It, it it gets bad. I don't even know what's happening, but I think is it by three they're in Las Vegas and the the world is a desert. Like I don't even know. Yeah, and there's like flying zombie pterodactyls oh, or something. It's so wild. weird. It's so weird. It's amazing. That sounds like it should be a game. It does. And they made like four more movies after that. The world's already screwed, and they made so many right. more movies. There's like seven of these films. They make less yeah. and less of a connection to the actual games as they go, but they start pulling more and more specific things from the games, like Wesker and yes, his fast-moving yeah. antics. They are they are rebooting this series though as a TV show, right? They are, and maybe it'll well, follow the the mansion idea a little closer. Well, they want to go more horror for sure. We'll I see. still think Arclay should have been made into something. Oh well. <laughs> But overall, I still enjoy it, but it has a severe personality kind of conflict in terms of what film it wants to be. And it really, I think you're right, Wayne. I think they took an existing script and just crowbarred it into a Resident yeah. Evil film. It just feels like it so yeah. much. Yeah, I feel like this is a film that you would enjoy infinitely more if you are not a fan of Resident Evil at all, because it's an action horror film. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's entertaining. It's, as a straight... It's as a straight action horror. It's on par with like a Doom. Yeah, it doesn't Except overstay its welcome. Doom, Doom's better. I think yeah. Doom. I think Doom is better for sure. Doom is better. Yes, I agree. Doom is better, but this is fun, and this has Mila Jovovich, who I'm always a fan of. She's just got this animal magnetism to her. It's something about I, her I, eyes. Yeah. She is just captivating. I, I agree. I, I like her. Absolutely great stuff. If you're looking for action horror, yeah. mediocre if stuff. If you're looking Evil for movie, a keep waiting. Right. If you're looking yeah. for a Resident Evil movie, eh, it's close. It hasn't come yet. Yeah. But we'll call it to a close for this one. When we come back, we will see how fast Sonic can shoot past all of the other video game film adaptations and become the best. Mm-hmm. Right. Sonic the Hedgehog with Jim Carrey, who's more of a cartoon than Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Press X Reload. I have been Nick Moore. With me are Wayne Brissett and Mark Athenis. Gentlemen. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yeah. Have a good one. Take take care out there, and uh, we'll see you soon. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenas, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review, we'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next stage.